Good morning. Hey, it's great to see you all here this morning. And if you've been attending Connect for more than a year, um, you'll be looking at that video thinking, wait a minute, this isn't a brand new series. A year ago, we did this series. He's just doing the same message that he did last year. So, uh, well, if you were here last week, okay, um, you may have noticed that I did the same message last week that I'd done for the last five years on Easter Sunday. Jesus died, he rose again. It's the same message, but you keep coming back for that one. Uh, but <laughs> this isn't the same series that we did last year. It's the same, actually, that's not true. This is the same series, but it's some new messages. So it's a very short series this week and next week only. Uh, it's going to take us up to Mother's Day uh, in the middle of May that we're excited about. We always have a great Mother's Day service here at Connect. And um, the reason we wanted to kind of jump back into this series just um, for a couple of weeks is that it was actually one year ago this weekend that we wrapped up that series. We had a big uh, celebration pledge offering. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And uh, this is the one-year anniversary. So I want to kind of update you on where we've come as a church since then. Uh, I want to share for those of you who are new to Connect within the last year. And you would have missed this last year when we talked about it. Some of the highlights from the series from last year. And really, first and foremost, most importantly, I want to just kind of remind us, bring us all back to what our vision is. We're a couple of months away from moving into a brand new building, and we are super excited about that. But um, for us here at Connect, it's more than just the building. We believe God has given us a vision that we are um, to impact this community. And I want to kind of re-share uh, re some of that vision, remind us this morning of what that vision is. Because, you know, vision can change, can't it? If we don't keep reminding ourselves of the vision, vision can change. Like, for example, did you know that Harvard University. Harvard University was founded in 1636. Um, and when Harvard University was founded, their focus was fulfilling the uh, mission of uh, helping students to know God and Jesus Christ. In fact, its founding purpose was to prepare ministers of upright character. So you may not have realized that. And um, Things have changed a little at Harvard since then, okay? It's not uh, following that same vision now. I, I wish it was. I'd have gone there uh, for my uh, ministry training. That would have been awesome. A lot better than that class I did online. I wasn't sure about that. That was... But I got a certificate. It, they spelled Bible wrong, but it was um, B-I-B-E-L, but it's a certificate, so it's, it's official. <laughs> I'm kidding. How about this? Do you know that the YMCA, the YMCA, okay, that was started in the early 19th century in England by a man named George Williams, and uh, originally it was started as a, as a Bible study for displaced men in London, England, and uh, the core of this group, they, they centered on learning about Christ, and, and eventually when they first started the YMCA back there in England, they commissioned over 20,000 young men to go out and become missionaries. That was, their, that was their original vision when the YNCA got started in England. Now, as well as doing Bible study and training, they also, there in England in the early 19th century, they introduced this new concept. It was called muscular Christianity. You like that? Muscular Christianity. It was this, this kind of philosophical movement um, that characterized this belief in patriotic duty, the moral and physical beauty of athleticism, discipline, self-sacrifice, and manliness. Some of you are like, I can tell Dave's from England because he exudes all of those. <laughs> I am a true product of the original YMCA. But you know, 
As the organization grew and expanded to other countries, the focus on the Bible study and the mission side of things, that kind of faded a little bit, and the, the health and fitness, that increased. And in 2010, the organization officially dropped three of its four letters. It went from being the YMCA to just the Y. Why? It actually kind of makes sense, because sometimes people will come to me and they'll say, uh, yesterday I went to the gym at five o'clock in the morning, and I'll say, why? <laughs> and they'll say, no, five points. <laughs> Get it? All right. <laughs> yeah, in my head it's funnier. Um, <laughs> but it's amazing, isn't it, how these organizations, how they're, when you look, trace it back to their original vision when they started, how much things have changed. Last Sunday, we were talking about um, Jesus and how he rose from the grave and uh, visited the disciples, and they were amazed to see him alive. And, and before he went to be with his Father in heaven... He visited with the disciples, he addressed them, and he gave them this challenge. We can read it in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. He said, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Every single um, guy that wrote one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these were the accounts of Jesus' life. Every one of them has a variation of this verse because it was that important that the disciples understood that their mission, their vision was to go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Well, they started out really great. They started out in Jerusalem and people were becoming Christians. People were becoming followers of Jesus and the movement was growing and, and they were staying true to the vision and the mission. But Jesus had said, go into all the world. And they didn't. They just kind of hung around in Jerusalem. So interestingly enough, we can look back now. Church historians will tell you that actually um, what caused the church to grow in that very first century turned out to be persecution. Do you remember when the Christians were starting to be persecuted by the Romans, the, the gladiators, and that whole thing, when Christians were being thrown to the lions, and, and all that persecution was taking place? When that started in Jerusalem, all the Christians, they scattered across the, the, the known world at the time. And as they scattered, they actually fulfilled that original vision and mission that Jesus had given them to go into all the world and preach the good news. So I wanted to, to use this opportunity to come back and remind us, because six years ago, six years ago, we gathered with a group of people to start what was going to be Connect Church. In fact, in January of 2013, I've got a picture of a group of us that were in Five Points. This was January the 13th, 2013. Maybe some of you are in that picture. The purpose of this meeting at Five Points was for Casey and I to, to share this uh, dream, this vision we had to start a brand new church in Washington called Connect Church. We'd lived here for many years. We'd been on staff at a church in Peoria, uh, but we, we had friends and neighbors who weren't followers of Jesus, and sometimes we'd invite them to church, and they just didn't want to go all the way to Peoria because it's such a long way away, and across the other side of the river. So we just really wanted to have a church that we could invite our friends and our family to here in Washington. So we gathered with this group in this room and, and we knew that many of the people in this group uh, were already attending a church somewhere, uh, but because of their relationship to us or because of their um, passion for the community of Washington, they were excited about being a part of a brand new church that would reach this community. So in this meeting, I remember very clearly um, feeling the, the, the importance of sharing the vision, of sharing with the folks gathered that night, hey, if you're looking for a church to just show up at, 
where you're just going to grab a cup of coffee, sit down, enjoy a message, and leave it. If that's what you're looking for, then, then this may not be the church for you. I said, because our dream, our vision, our goal is to plant a brand new church that will reach people who don't yet know Jesus. We believe there are many people in this community who, who don't have a relationship with Jesus, and we want to start a church to reach them. Because we believe that new churches reach new people. So we said, that's our vision. So, so we're actually looking for, um, for a high commitment, high level of commitment from those of you that are on the launch team. Some of you are going to have to look for places uh, to serve within the church. Maybe you've come from a church before where you didn't serve, but, but here at Connect, we're going to need you to serve. We're going to need to give you some, for you to give us some of your time and your talents. We may need you to give financially to stretch yourself a little bit because when we reach um, new people who don't yet know Jesus, that may be something that's too new for them to be able to, to give. So as the committed members of the church, we're, we're going to ask you to step forward. And, and we kind of shared that vision. And, and I'm wondering if maybe that night I scared a few people away. Because that wasn't the church they were looking for. But I felt like I had to explain what our vision was. And as we're in this series now, together for Washington over the next couple of weeks, I want to kind of realign back to that same vision. Because you know what happened in September of 2013? We had our first public service, and new people came. People who didn't have a relationship with Jesus. People who maybe grew up going to church but had stopped. Some who had never been to church showed up for the very first time. Because in a new church, it's a lot easier to come for the very first time because everyone's new. No one knows who's been coming for ages and who hasn't. Everyone was new. So we saw some amazing things happen where families came and, and made a decision to follow Jesus. We saw lives change. We saw some incredible things happen. And, and maybe you're here today because of that. Maybe you're here today because that group that you saw earlier in that picture decided to go over and above and to give of their time and their talents and their finances to prepare a place for you. So in the same way that new churches reach new people, I believe that new church buildings can reach new people. So as we go into our new church building, I want to kind of burst a little bit of a bubble here this morning because I know that we've been for six years now setting up and tearing down and portable. Maybe some of us thinking, oh, we're kind of reaching the finish line now because finally we've got a building of our own. We can slow down a bit, <laughs> relax. Well, that's not our vision. I think we're, we, we've got a chance now to, to kind of ramp up, to take a lot of the energy that we've used to be a, a portable church and, and realign that energy and look for new ways now in a new permanent location to say, now how can we reach new people? Because I believe there are still people in Washington who don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. So as we prepare to move into this new church, I want to make sure that, that all of us today are as committed as we were five years ago to that vision when we very first unloaded the trailer for the very first time. So this time last year, as I said, we kicked off this series together for Washington. It was such a great experience. If you were here a year ago, um, the, the whole idea was to kind of present the vision of Connect and, and why we were excited that God had given us this uh, building to move into, uh, what it was going to cost to move into this building, what the plans were for the building, what our vision was. And uh, it was just a, a great, I think, three, four-week series that we did last year. 
But for me, it'll always be uh, an incredible highlight looking back because one of the, the key moments in this series was coming to you as our church family and saying, as a young church that's only five years old, this is a very big step financially for us to move into a brand new building. Even though having a building like this that just needs renovating is going to cost a lot less money than building a building from scratch, this is still an expensive project. So we came to the church and we said, we, we need your help. We want to know if you would partner with us, if you would join us and go together for Washington. So we threw out a challenge a year ago, a little over a year ago, and we said, we believe that there are 115 individuals, families, couples here at Connect who could give to this campaign, who could say, we're willing to give over a three-year period, a little bit extra that we want to see go towards Together for Washington, this new building. We had a, a dollar amount in mind. We thought, man, I really believe if 115 people got on board, we could raise $700,000 over those three years. That was our goal. That was our vision. It was one year ago today that I stood on this stage and was able to announce the results of our pledges. I remember it so clearly. It'll be probably one of the highlights of my life as a minister. Because I was able to stand here and say that you guys just blew us away. Not just 115, but 137 different families, individuals, units gave a million dollars in pledges. Which is incredible. It's still just... And what's absolutely incredible is a year later, over 40% of that has already come in. So this was pledged over three years, and we're already over 40% of our way to seeing that total come in. Do you want to, uh, there's so many just cool stories about it. So uh, last year, when, when we finally tallied it all up, it, if I'm totally honest, I think it came to like 998000 and a couple of hundred bucks. I mean, it was like, it was about $2,000 short of a million. And I was at the blend on the Monday morning, and uh, there was a, uh, a guy friend of mine from church here who came in. He'd already pledged an amount, and uh, he was asking me how it went. I said, we got this amount. We were just like almost $2,000 short of a million. He goes, ah, he goes, change mine then. Make mine 2,000 more. It's the most expensive cup of coffee he's ever had, he said. <laughs> but he said, I want you to be able to stand on the stage and say we've had a million pledged. So just some incredible stories of how people uh, stepped out in faith and said, I believe that uh, I want to be a part of this. And it's so exciting because it means that when we step into our new building, all these people... Whatever size gift, because that's the thing, it's not about how much was pledged and how much was given. It's about the fact that 137 different people said, we want in. We want to be a part of the story. We want to be a part of the story of this new building, to, to sit in this brand new location and say, hey, we helped make this happen. That was what Together for Washington was all about, that we would be in a place to connect our community to Christ and that this building would be another great way that we could do that. And like I said, since we've launched, we've seen that happen. Hundreds of, well, over 100 people baptized, many going public with their faith, amazing stories of growth and life change that have taken place. This is why we do what we do. So as we move into this next stage, as we move into that permanent location, I want to just kind of remind us again of our vision, and then we're going to talk a little bit today about where we can all play a part in that. But let me use this illustration, okay? I was, I was thinking and praying about this morning this week, and, and I had this thought. So 
Imagine with me, if you would, this morning that um, we're going to go on a trip to England, okay? Now, I know that's not hard to imagine, because who wouldn't want to go on a trip to England, right? It's just the best place in the world. So, uh, so we're going to go to England, okay? But we've just found out that for some reason, none of the planes are flying, okay? It's like a pilot strike, or there's something going on, okay? So flying is out of the option. Out of the option? Out of, is, is, isn't an option, out of the question. That's the word. Thank you, Kelly. Flying is out of the question. So how are we going to get to England? Okay, Elon Musk hasn't built a tunnel yet. Okay, so uh, there's only one other option, and that's by boat, right? That's the only way we're going to get there. So as we head to uh, the ocean, okay, if you're like me, this is what I'm picturing, all right? If I'm going to England, I want to go on a boat like this, all right? I want the all-inclusive package. I want to lay out on a sun lounger. I want people to bring me food. Maybe I'll get to sit at the captain's table. All right, this is the kind of experience I'm thinking. If I'm heading to England by boat, it better look like this. Now, how would you feel if you arrived at New York and you arrived at the port, okay, and instead of the boat looking like that, it looks a little bit more like this, okay? <laughs> now, it's still a boat, they're both going to take you to England, but I can guarantee you, you're going to have a different experience on one of those boats than the other. I've never been on a battleship, a warship like that, but I'm pretty sure they don't have an all-inclusive, well, maybe they do have an all-inclusive package, but it comes at a cost. You don't get to choose a, a bunk that looks out over the ocean, okay? Everyone on board that boat has a role to play. This is a working boat, okay? It's still going to get you there, but it's going to be a very different experience. And I, I thought about this illustration in the context of Connect Church because my fear is that as we head towards this new building, our expectations may be leaning towards the cruise ship, whereas in actual fact, I wonder if God's challenging us that we as a church are a battleship. And here's why I think God is pushing us towards the battleship model. Because right now, in Washington, there are still people who don't yet know Jesus. There are still people whose lives are broken, whose marriages are in trouble, who are addicted to different things, who are dealing with loneliness, emptiness, brokenness. And as long as that is going on, I want to be a part of a church that behaves more like a battleship because there is a battle going on for these people, for these people who don't yet know Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I want to see their lives change just the same way as I've seen so many changed up till now. And it will be easy to sit back and think, well, well, look at what's been accomplished so far and settle there. But I think God's got so much more that he wants us to do still. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, um, he was writing to the church and, and he describes the enemy, okay? The, the enemy of God, the enemy who's out to destroy our souls. He describes in this way in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. He says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, if there's a lion on the loose... I'm, I don't want to be in shorts, T-shirt, and have a beach umbrella. <laughs> I want a gun. <laughs> I want to be ready to, to defend and to attack this lion. And, and I believe that this is why God's calling us to be ready. To think of the ministry that he's called us to, to the church that he's called us to, to look more like a battleship than a cruise ship. Because I want us to... To, to look at this as another opportunity to be able to connect our community to Christ. 
to be a part of this great opportunity together for Washington to go to the next level to connect our community to Christ. So from the get-go, this, this new facility, we're, we're going to build it, we've, we're designing it, its, it's purpose is going to be to reach other people. Now I need to just kind of explain something here, because sometimes I think we can misunderstand this. So I know there are many of you here at Connect who are new followers of Jesus, you're new in your faith, maybe some of you have been following Jesus for a long time. And I don't want to just reach new people at the expense of you. I want to offer a place where, where you too can grow in your relationship with God. I want this building to be used for groups like Alpha and small groups and Bible studies and a place for women to come and meet together or guys to come and meet together and um, couples to gather in small groups. And there'd be plenty of opportunities for those of you who know Jesus and love Jesus to be able to grow in your faith and to learn more about him. And we need those to happen. But I don't want those to happen at the expense of reaching new people. Because the danger is, if, if we're not careful, we fall more into that kind of cruise ship mentality where everything is kind of catering to us having a nice experience as opposed to remembering that God has called us to reach people who don't yet know him. So in our new building, I want to create an environment where we're able to do both of those and do them well. We have so many different ideas, and, and I'm glad this is a two-week series because I was really having a hard time, just wanted to fit everything into what I wanted to say this morning. One of the things that I'm excited about as we're working on with this new building is um, there's an area as you first walk in, and it's going to be set up like a coffee bar. And as you walk in on a Sunday morning, we'll have more than just regular coffee. Uh, you can go in, you can get some, some, like this morning, all you people getting your iced cappuccinos, you'll be like, man, I wish they did this every week. This is pretty nice, okay? So I'm excited. The new um, building will have that opportunity. Um, I want to do it in a way that um, the coffee that you purchase, there'll be an option to purchase coffee, and uh, this will be like a nonprofit thing. So all the money we do make, we'll be able to use to help um, with our church planting goal, the, the uh, compassion organization that we work with to help plant churches in South America. So uh, just this idea that this coffee bar would be able to be used. But, but during the week, I'd like to have it to where that's open as well during the week. That there are opportunities for people to come in and, and maybe have a small group or maybe a meeting of some sort because I want this to be a space. I think God has blessed us with a great location in the heart of our community. So I want this to be a space where people can come in and feel comfortable and hang out. And maybe it's a step closer to them then coming back on a Sunday morning. Coming along on a Sunday morning to one of our services. We're going to talk um, a bit later here about opportunities to serve. But there will be opportunities to serve in the coffee bar. We'll be looking for people who have a heart and a desire to, to even say, hey, I want to help oversee all of this. I see this as like a ministry that I could be a part of. And, and I want to help it be a part of even running this whole thing. So this is the challenge I kind of want to bring us all. We're going to do something unique here in a second. I want us to be like that very first launch team. I can remember, it was six years ago now, but it still feels like yesterday when we were in Five Points and we were gathered. And I remember one meeting, it was a Sunday night, there was about 50 or 60 of us there and we had these white sheets of paper up on the walls and one said kids and one said hospitality and one said set up and tear down and, and there was lines and we knew how many people we needed in each one and we just got some markers out and we're like, okay, sign up. And, and everyone was like, well, I'll help here and I'll help here. Because we knew that it was kind of an all-hands-on-deck situation. We had to all be involved to be ready for when the church started. 
And I want to kind of start feeling that as we head towards the new building, that, that you as a part of Connect are now ready for the next wave of people that are coming. You get to be our launch team for the new building. It's a bigger team, but there are going to be more opportunities to serve. So here's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to pause here for a couple of minutes in the service. So under your seats, um, there is a piece of paper and a pencil. We're going to do a little survey. And we're actually going to pause in the service and do it right now. So let me explain what the survey is real quick, because it's going to help us as we get ready to move into this new building. So we are asking for your name and email. So this won't be an anonymous survey. So any of you that wants to write your suggestion cards, that's, that's it. I mean, you still can, but uh, we'll know who it was. Um, the reason we need your name and email is because one of the questions lower down is, if you'd like to learn more about a particular area at the church, you can check that box. Now, that doesn't mean you're definitely going to serve in that area. It's just our way of um, helping understand, you know, getting the information to you. Um, it helps us find out a little bit more about you. Uh, without us having to set up and tear down every Sunday morning, we now have the opportunity to change our service times because uh, it takes us all the way through till 9.30 to get ready for this service. So we, we're thinking about changing the service time. So there's a couple of options there you could choose. But I'm going to ask if we can turn the lights on right now. And I'm going to give you five minutes just to take your time. Well, that's bright. Take your time. Go ahead and fill out that survey. And then I'll come right back up. All right. Is that enough time? All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the lights back down, because I know you're already kind of freaking out a little bit. It's way too bright here. So <laughs> we will, uh, we'll have a box at the back, so when you leave, you can drop your survey in that box. Thank you so much for taking a moment to fill that in. I know I could have sent you away with that this morning, and I always have the best intentions of doing things, and then I, I forget, or something gets in the way, or I misplace it. So by doing it now in the service, it means we can gather that data. That's super helpful. And if you did check a box, I promise you, all you'll get from us is just some information on that particular area, because some of these areas are going to change. So Connect Kids, we'll, we'll still have a kids program in the new building, but there'll be some new opportunities um, because of the layout of the building. The rooms will change a little bit. So um, with our auditorium, we've got some new opportunities to serve because we've got some technology there that we don't have here with video, that kind of thing. So, so that's why it's good to, if you're interested, check one of these boxes because there are going to be some things coming up that we don't currently have right now, and we can tell you about those things. So let me... Um, let me just take a few more minutes here just to wrap up with, with one last thought here this morning. So the, the purpose of the survey, the purpose of kind of talking about this morning was just to talk a little bit about your involvement. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, where we're at financially with the building. I've got some more good stories to tell you about how God has just been amazing in ways that he's provided financially. Uh, things that should have cost a lot of money ended up not costing a lot of money. Just Honestly, you're going to be amazed at how much God has been a part of this whole building process. And I can't wait to tell you those stories next Sunday. But we want to do something special, okay? So next Sunday during our service, we're actually going to do, we're going to take a one-year anniversary together for Washington offering. Okay, so next Sunday, outside of our regular offering, we're going to do a one-year together for Washington anniversary offering. And here's why. Some of you are thinking, well, why are you doing that? Well, the truth is that a year ago when we did this, maybe you were here and you were just in a place where financially it just wasn't a good time for you. Maybe the kids were going to college. Maybe something was happening and you just, you wanted to be a part of that. You wanted to be part of that 137 number, but you just weren't in a place where you could. Well, next week you'll have an opportunity to give in that offering. 
Maybe a year ago, you weren't here. Maybe you're hearing about this for the very first time this morning. And you're thinking, I want to be together for Washington. I want to step into this new building and be able to say, I, I played a part in this. So next Sunday in that, in that one-off offering, you can give, and then you'll be one of those people, and we'll be able to say, yeah, now we've had this many people who are a part of it. Maybe you did pledge last year, and then things have happened, and life's got in the way, and you had every intention of giving a certain amount. It didn't happen. Well, next year, next week, maybe an opportunity for you to catch up a little bit or to, to put some in to get you back to where you thought you should be or where you'd like to be. But we're going to do this kind of one-year offering. And here's, here's the challenge I've got for you. So I told you that 137 pledged initially. Well, what's super cool is uh, Andy Brown, who's a genius. He, uh, he did the calculations this week. And actually, up till this point, that number has grown. So now we're at 157. Okay, so in the last year, 20 new. Yeah, that's amazing. 20 new people. Individuals, couples, families have said, we want to be part of this. So now there are 157 unique families who have said, we want to be a part of Together for Washington. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. So I thought for next week's offering, I'd set a bit of a challenge. And I don't want to set a financial challenge. I don't want to say we need to raise this much money because then I think it makes people think, well, I can only give a little bit. And I think that the, um, the, the wonderful thing about this whole Together for Washington campaign has been that everyone has been able to play a part. Some have been able to give significant-sized amounts, and some have given smaller amounts, but everyone, so many people, have been a part of this. And I don't want you to miss out on that. So I've been thinking and praying this week about what that number should be, that challenge should be, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. Even up to this morning, I had a lower number than I'm going to show you, and I talked to a couple of my friends here at church and colleagues and staff, and they're like, Dave, you've got to trust God. So... My goal is that next Sunday, we go from 157 to 180, okay? If you play darts, that's a good number, 180, okay? So, uh, so I would love it if next week, maybe there are some of you here this morning you've never given, and, and you'll be part of that. So we can get to the point by, uh, by next Sunday where we can say 180 different individuals, families, couples have been a part of Together for Washington, that's my goal, that's my dream, that's stretching my faith a little bit. I'll be honest with you, 170 was the number that I was thinking, okay, but 180 is, is, is where I feel like God is, is stretching me to believe. And here's the thing, I'm going to close out with a story this morning. Over the last year, it's just been so humbling for me as the pastor of this church to see God at work in this. Because every step of the way, I keep coming up with these reasons why something shouldn't work or this isn't possible or we're, not, we're never going to be able to do that. And God just keeps surprising me and amazing me. And I, I feel bad because I don't tell these stories enough. God needs all the praise and glory for all the, the credit, the, these great things that are happening. And there are so many stories to tell. So here's one I'm going to close with this morning just to just a yay God moment, just an amazing thing of what God's doing in this building um, phase. And there are more next Sunday. You're going to want to come next Sunday because I'm saving some of the good stories for next week as well. So. But um, early on, we were looking into the, um, the auditorium area. 
And we, had a, we were working with a company here in town that deal with video and lights and sound and that kind of thing. And they were helping us put together a package, you know, that um, we're wise with their finances. And yet at the same time, if it's permanent, we want to make sure it's good quality stuff that's going to last a long time. So uh, we spent a long time putting this package together. And um, one of the video elements in this particular package for the new building is on the back of the uh, stage, instead of having a screen and projector like this, we're actually going to have an LED wall. Okay, so um, the LED wall is going to last longer. It'll give us better image. So we shopped around, and we finally, we, we, we worked with this company locally, and they found us one that we could afford, okay? Um, it wasn't the cheapest, but it wasn't something on like a Chinese version of eBay, you know, that we were getting, and we weren't even sure if it would even last, okay? So we found this LED wall, and we were super excited. So about three or four weeks ago, uh, we were talking to the company, and we're like, hey, any updates on uh, when that'll be arriving? Because it looks like June is when the building will be ready. And he called the company, and he called us back. He says, Dave, I've got some bad news. Um, with all that's been going on with China right now and some of the tariff stuff, there's a lot of stuff, you know, is, is running late. And uh, I think the earliest we'll be able to get this for you is August. I'm like, ah, oh, but we're going to be in the building in June. He goes, I'm sorry, I can try and rush them, see what happens. But um, it looks like it's going to be really delayed in coming. So not even a day later, we get a call back from this guy. He's like, okay. He says, I, I'm going to need you to think quickly and act quickly here. But here's the deal. He says, there is another place in the country that has ordered a massive LED wall. I mean, millions of dollars worth of this LED wall. And uh, it's much better than your one. And they've just discovered that one of the walls on which part of the, uh, the wall is going to go on isn't load-bearing. They can't use so many portions, so many panels for this LED wall. So this company said if it's, it's on a boat on its way to America now. <laughs> They're like, we know we're going to be able to sell this, but we want to give you first option. He said, but it does cost more money. And we're like, well, we just, we're stretched so far. I just don't think we could pay more money. He goes, it's a better wall. I said, I know, but we haven't got any more money. So uh, we kind of went back and forth a bit. And finally, the guy locally who we're working with, this, this uh, video audio company, said, listen, I know that it's this gap that we're not going to be able to. He goes, I know you're ordering some other equipment. I've got some of that equipment in my warehouse. It's been sitting there for ages. How about I take that cost off your bill? I'll just donate that to you. You guys are a great church. I think you guys are awesome. <laughs> so thousands of dollars of equipment, he says, I'm going to just donate to you. And that'll free up the money for you to spend a little bit extra to get this LED wall that's already on the way here. And we're like, all right, let's do it. So we've got it. So here's the coolest part of the story. The, the organization that ordered that um, LED wall is the Lincoln Center in New York. And uh, next time you're there and you're looking at their LED wall, you can say, hey, the other half of that wall is in my church in Washington. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> it's it might seem like a silly story, but to me, there's just all these moments all the way through this journey where God's just like, I got you. I, I'm with you in this. I'm, I'm with you in this project. We've seen things that should have cost a lot of money not cost much money. We've seen things that could have gone over not go over. I've got so many great stories to tell next week, but all of it ties into the fact that we just believe this is an opportunity for us to connect our community to Christ. We'd love for you to join us on that journey. I'd love to tell you, it's going to be a cruise ship. You're going to love it. You're going to get to sit back, do nothing, but I'd be lying. 
So with the fear of scaring some of you away, it's going to be more of a battleship than a cruise ship because the battle is real. I've got friends and neighbors who are going through stuff right now, and I just know that Jesus is the answer. I know that Jesus can change their lives. I know that he can make the difference in their lives. And I don't want to stop trying. I don't want to stop fighting. I want to keep reaching those people. And I hope you'll join us in that. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We are so humbled this morning at how kind you've been to us through this whole process. Just miraculous opportunities. Even in the the amount of money that we thought we could raise, just being blown away by people here at Connect who want to be a part of this exciting journey to be together for Washington. And Lord, I don't believe we're reaching the finish line. I believe we're about to cross what will be the start line to the next exciting chapter of our lives as a church. That you've got a battle for us to be a part of. Lives to be reached for you. God, I thank you for all of the wonderful people who call Connect Church their church home who want to be a part of this journey. Lord, I pray that... um, They will sense that same excitement this morning as that launch team did six years ago before Connect Church even launched that we were about to start something that was going to make a big difference. I believe, Lord, as we step into this new building, it's going to be something that's going to make a big difference. So help us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.